We actually have some really big announcements today. People who are going to be coming and speaking at America Fest. So you do still have time. Remember, this thing really doesn't kick off until Saturday night. So if you can get to Phoenix or you're anywhere within that area, by the way, I'm here. My family's here. We are loving it. We went out to Scottsdale last night. They had this huge thing, Christmas lights up and down the Arizona Canal. It was absolutely beautiful. Jack Jr. loved it. Uh, and we're playing, a game, <laughs> we're playing a game called Hug the Cactus. You'll have to go follow us on Instagram to see what Hug the Cactus is all about. But go and at AmericaFest, AmFest.com, and then use promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O. The announcement's pretty big. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be speaking. Alex Marlowe from Breitbart. James Lindsay, the great James Lindsay, and Abby Johnson. If you've seen the movie Unplanned, Abby Johnson is the star of the movie Unplanned. It's all about her. So come on down. Make sure you can say, one day, you'll be able to tell people, I was at the very first ever America Fest where patriots took a stand to take their country back. I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. First up today, the Department of Justice has made a deal to seal Ghislaine Maxwell's little black book. Next, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, is paying U.S. influencers to promote the Beijing Genocide Olympics. Third, a new study shows that Omicron is vaccine resistant, despite the Pfizer CEO's many, many public statements. And finally, Liz Cheney and Tim Scott apparently accepted a statesmanship award from a Chinese Communist Party influence group. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is set to pick up again tomorrow. This comes after a break that was held. You know, I've never actually seen this before, right? A break in the middle of a trial this big. Has anyone seen something like this? So the judge apparently said that she had a scheduling issue and then she had to take a couple of days off. So the prosecution rested at the end of last week. Now we're starting up tomorrow. We're going to have, and we broke the story yesterday, 35 different uh, members of the witness list for Ghislaine Maxwell are going to be called, some coming from abroad, also some that have been requested to testify under seal, which means they would testify anonymously. Of course, we saw the prosecution do that with some of the Epstein victims, but we don't know exactly who these anonymous witnesses are that Ghislaine Maxwell's team wants to bring. But of course, Human Events Daily is going to find out. But... One of the biggest questions that people ask me about this case is what is going on with the Epstein network? Are we going to name names? Who were the celebrities involved in this? Who were the financiers involved in this? Why uh, Lee Wexner, the head of Victoria's Secret, uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, this French model recruiter, all of these names, these people that were going down to the island, what's going on? There? Why are so many members of the royal family that seem to be involved in this, including obviously Prince Andrew? Well, you're in luck because the Department of Justice has just made a deal that all of the Epstein network is about to be made public. All of the black books are about to be released and everything. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm reading that backwards. They've made a deal. It's all going to be sealed. None of it is going to come out. 
Yes, that's right. The Black Book of Contacts, thought to include Prince Andrew, will not be released during her sex trafficking trial. This is according to Daily Mail and according to an extract from the Contacts book that was made public during court documents. It will not be made public, and a deal has been made between the defense, obviously, but also the prosecution team. The book is believed to be a version of Jeffrey Epstein's infamous directory. This prosecution defense trial uh, have made a deal. Judge Allison Nathan ruled at the Manhattan federal court that only small parts of the directory would be released under seal. It is said to be a version of Epstein's infamous 97-page book containing the names and addresses of almost 2,000 world leaders, celebrities, and businessmen. There's one page of it that came out where you just see it's redacted, 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 redacted. And then you just see Duke of York on top. Great. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. You are doing the public an absolute service here at Department of Justice, and I, for one, salute you. But let's go back, because we have heard more about this network from the victims that have come forward in the past. Now, not all the victims that have come forward are testifying in the trial, and prosecutors made this decision. Um, quite frankly, I think it's a terrible decision that was made by these prosecutors. I think they could be making a much stronger case against Ghislaine Maxwell, have all the victims who are willing to testify come forward, whether it has to be anonymously, and you want to do that to protect their identities, or if there are people that have come out publicly already and have evidence of crimes or were eyewitnesses to these crimes, uh, most importantly, what's going on with the blackmail situation, those 20,000 images. But listen to Victoria Jeffrey Roberts, because she talked about this network and she talked about people who were involved with Epstein Island. In newly released court documents, accuser Virginia Roberts Jufrey says this was one of the places seen abused underage girls. In a 2011 transcript of a conversation with attorneys, Jufrey said she saw former President Bill Clinton on the island. According to this document, she told lawyers, I remember asking Jeffrey, what's Bill Clinton doing here kind of thing? And he laughed it off and said, well, he owes me a favor. He never told me what favors they were. In a statement, Clinton's spokesperson tells NBC News, the story keeps changing. The facts don't. President Clinton has never been to the island. So you understand what's going on here, because I get this question every single day, literally every single day. They say, Poso, when are we going to get more information on the network? When are we going to get more information of who was involved? When are we going to get the details? And I'm like, do you not understand what point in the movie you are in? We are not going to get that information from this trial. They have a 37-year-old lead prosecutor, right? That's it. That's the highest level of person that they brought into this. But they also brought in, who else did they bring in? Maureen Comey, the hand-picked successor, the daughter of Jim Comey, the former head of the FBI under Barack Obama. This is the reason. President Obama appointed him, brought him in. He stayed on during the President Trump years. We understand who this guy is. We understand that his job is to cover up what the establishment does not want anyone to know. And that's it. It's time 
to establish your presence on Getter. Get on to the lifeboats, get them ready, sign up, getter.com, G-E-T-T-R. I've already established my presence there. It's time for you to get in as well. This is the moment. The ban hammer is about to swing down. They are trying to do as much as possible before 2023 kicks in. That's why Zuckerberg is cracking down. They just admitted the fact checks are not fact checks. They are there to describe and destroy your freedom of speech. It's not about fact checking. It's about who has power over speech. They're censoring you there. They just sent, they just put in the new CEO of Twitter. That new CEO is there to censor everyone on Twitter. Establish your presence on Getter today before it's too late. Well, the genocide Olympics are upon us. And what do I mean by that? The CCP's Olympics that are about to be held in Beijing, sponsored with so much money, of course, from the NBC. In fact, we're calling them NBCCP because they're putting so much money into this because we understand that NBC Universal, the parent company there, has so many deals within the PRC. That is the reason they're still doing this. That's the same reason that, by the way, you're seeing all of big business, all of corporate America, really all of corporate West, they're selling you out. They're completely selling you out. And people will go back to 1936 and those Berlin Olympics when Adolf Hitler was presiding over them. And people say, why did they let him do this? Why did they allow this guy to have the Olympics? And they go back and look at that and say, oh, well, you know, it was a time when people could go and protest and, you know, people went out and they, they really spoke truth, et cetera, et cetera. What are you doing? People are going to go back and look at these Olympics, 2022, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and throughout the rest of history and say, you know what? We shouldn't have given that tyrannical regime the legitimacy and the power and the prestige of the Olympics. But you understand what's going on. Everyone is bought off. Everyone's bought and sold. All of corporate America, the entire corporate West, they don't care. All they see are dollar signs and yuan signs in their eyes, and they want to say, we can make money by selling products to the vast population within the PRC. We can then continue to have our manufacturing agreements with the companies out of the PRC. So like Foxconn, for example, Foxconn with the suicide nets where Apple makes their iPhones, the Uyghur genocided slaves throughout the, throughout the concentration camps of Xinjiang, right? That's what's going on in China right now. That's what's happening. That's the truth of the crackdowns on the house Christians, the following gong, so many people, any freedom fighters, the way we sold out Hong Kong and the freedom protesters there, sold out. They were rounded up and arrested in the dark of night. And of course they were going to be. Of course they were going to be. So the United States could send a message right now and say, no more. Woman Buyao, do not want. We're not going to allow these Olympics and we will not participate. The United States has boycotted Olympics before. This happened during the Cold War vis-a-vis uh, -vis the Soviet Union, the USSR. And they hold a separate game. They actually held separate games in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the University of Pennsylvania. But they're not doing that this time. And why? It's simple. The economic relationship with the People's Republic of China is a hundred times, a thousand times greater than our relationship ever was economically with the USSR. They want the money, and they're taking the money. And our leaders, our our world leaders, our athletic leaders, however you want to put it. They're all going well. So, of course, of course, by the way, you're going to see, oh, we put out a statement. We said the word genocide. We did this. We did that. We did this. We did that. Shut up. You're not doing anything. Here's what's actually going on behind the scenes now. New documents out of the foreign agent registration forms 
have stated that the Chinese government is deploying online influencers amid Beijing Olympic boycotts. Oh, does that mean that they're going to be hiring influencers from China? No, 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 of course not. The Chinese government out of the New York Consulate General is paying a $300,000 contract with a social media influencer firm called Vippy Media out of New Jersey. And what they're going to be doing is going to TikTokers, to Twitchers, and to Instagrammers to get them to promote the Beijing Genocide Olympics to their audiences. And when you look at those outlets, those specific platforms that I just mentioned, they are targeting the kids. They are targeting the youth. They don't care. They don't care that anybody over 30, anybody over 40 knows what's going on. Most of the influencers' posts are expected to focus on Beijing and China elements, including Beijing's history, cultural relics, modern life of people, and new trends, of course, and touching moments. 20% of the posts are supposed to focus on cooperation and any good things in China-U.S. relations, including climate change. Yeah, because the People's Republic of China really cares about climate change. Um, and then finally, of course, news trends. And you're definitely not allowed to talk about Peng Shui or any of the celebrities that have been disappeared or silenced throughout China. Understand what's going on here. A Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesman from China named Wang Wenbing just came out and essentially said, the era of the United States dominance over world affairs is over. Take a listen to this clip. It's all in Mandarin, so we're not going to play the whole thing. So what he's telling you is that the Thucydides trap is over. China is the ascended power. The United States is the descended power. You remember we talked about this for years during President Obama's administration the managed decline of the United States. Now, the United States has bent low, and you are the descended power. You are the tributary state to the PRC, paying tribute and homage to Emperor Xi. Is that what you want? Doesn't have to be this way. Well, I remember how happy we were. We were so excited. We were so pleased when we found out that, of course, the CEO of Pfizer, remember you have to say it that way, Pfizer, Albert Borla came out and said that his new boosters were incredibly effective against the Omicron variant, or as if you'd like to call it the way that uh, Dr. Fauci calls it, Omicron, or I think I've heard Biden say it, Omicron, Omicron, it's like, did you guys ever learn the basic Greek alphabet, Omicron, okay, it's the Omicron variant. This is really basic stuff. But of course, our great experts can't even pronounce simple letters correctly. But you know, that's not that's not cause for any alarm. So Borla comes out and he says, and we've got the clip of this, where he says that his boosters will stop the Omicron variant. Listen to this. And so what they're suggesting here is that a booster dose can uh, return the antibody levels to that height that does provide good protection against infection. Uh, they found that uh, two doses uh, may still protect against severe disease, likely because of the T-cell response. But uh, there was a 25-fold decline in those neutralizing antibody levels against Omicron for just two doses. They find when they give that third dose, they are boosted 25-fold higher. Uh, and so that restores that protection. Albert Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, saying in the release this morning, quote, although two doses of the vaccine may still offer protection against severe disease caused by the Omicron strain? Well, there's just a little problem with that, because according to the very same NBC, 
Right, so that was CNBC where he gave that interview just a couple of days ago, about a week ago. Now we've got NBC again. Omicron appears more resistant to COVID vaccines, but is causing less severe illness in South Africa. Major study finds. An analysis released Tuesday said that, that the doses of Pfizer vaccine gave 70% protection against Omicron hospitalization compared to 90% for Delta. The first major real-world study of the Omicron COVID-19 variant found that it appeared to cause less severe illness in South Africa, but that the doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine offered reduced protection against it. This was a study, and I believe I saw it here otherwise, 21,000 cases they had those things. So apparently Omicron really does spread very quickly that they're able to get that many people in a study that fast. But here's my question. All right, here's my question. The FDA and the FCC allow the head of a pharmaceutical company to go on TV and just lie, just blatantly lie to people to demand that the government purchase one of his products and then distribute that for free, free, meaning with your taxpayer dollars to people, telling them using the same kind of fear propaganda that says you have to get this or you will die. You will die from Omicron, but don't worry because my product will save you. Do we have laws in this country or not? Right, that's the question. We talked before when I was on Charlie's show the other day, we talked about how the establishment is using a form of tyranny that's called anarcho-tyranny, to destabilize the current system and to draw in to institute the Great Reset. And what is anarcho-tyranny? Well, anarcho-tyranny means, number one, that people can go, if you're a criminal, no laws will apply to you. You can run over somebody with your car, you can run over your ex-girlfriend up in Waukesha, and then the judge will let you out on $1,000 bail, the DA will let you out because he was funded by everyone's favorite Hungarian, and then you can go and attack a Christmas concert and the media, or a Christmas parade, and the media won't even talk about it. You can kill half a dozen people, you can injure 60 more, doesn't matter. Media will not talk about you. They'll talk about Mark Meadows' text messages instead. But a company that powerful who has so many lawmakers and media organizations in his pocket, can go up there and lie with impunity about what's going on with our medical situation, can lie about his product, and then the full force of the regime will be behind him. Are you paying attention yet? Understand what point in the movie you are in. If you still think that we have a system where there's just one set of laws, one tra Alec Baldwin hasn't even been charged, it's been seven weeks understand what point in the movie you're in. And remember everyone, thank you so much for continuing to support Human Events Daily. Go to mypillow.com, you go there, you do your Christmas shopping, you can also do your Christmas giving with promo code POSO. You can get a ton of savings. It's different savings, but it's up to about 65% for each product. The Christmas sale is in. Go to Mike Lindell's Christmas Village, Santa Mike. He'll help you out. You can also get stuff to donate for your local parish, your local community. But then this next segment, this next story, we are gonna talk about my favorite Congresswoman. And I think she's your favorite Congresswoman too. Don't we all love her? Yes, of course, I'm talking about Wyoming's finest, Liz Cheney, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who just, this is so wonderful, it just warms the cockles of my heart. She accepted a statesmanship award from the Chinese Communist Party's influence group here in the United States. And she did so alongside Senator Tim Scott. Congratulations, you guys. 
Liz Cheney just accepted this award. Now, it's backed by an influence group that has been flagged by the U.S. government for its efforts to coerce American leaders to take actions or adopt positions supportive of Beijing. That's so wonderful because we see that she's accepting an award from them, but then we see her go. And in her January 6th committee, what is she doing while she's up in Congress? Well, she, of course, she's doing the work of the people of Wyoming while she's going up there and reading Mark Meadows' text messages. Listen to this. For weeks, as the chairman noted, we worked with Mr. Meadows' counsel to reach an agreement on cooperation. But shortly before his scheduled deposition, Mr. Meadows walked away from his commitment to appear and informed us he would no longer cooperate. We believe Mr. Meadows is improperly asserting executive and other privileges, but this vote on contempt today relates principally to Mr. Meadows' refusal to testify about text messages and other communications that he admits are not privileged. He has not claimed and does not have any privileged basis to refuse entirely to testify. And of course, this story was broken by the great people over at the National Pulse. If you're not following it, it's thenationalpulse.com. My friend Natalie Winters was over there writing at the editor's room, Kassam. Rep Cheney, alongside these senators, was awarded this. Cheney is, of course, a frequent critic of conservatives and the member of the House's January 6th committee. She also participated in a virtual conversation with the FMC, which has a long record of collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party. QCEF was founded by the vice chairman of the highest ranking entity overseeing China's United Front. The United Front is the CCP's overseas influence operation. This was instituted uh, years and years ago, back in the 1970s it was started, but under Chairman Xi Jinping, the United Front has really been beefed up. They now have something like 40,000 different employees in this. And what they do is they run operations, not only within China, but outside of China. We're talking Japan, we're talking Australia, we're talking the entire West Coast. Now, I've been reading a book about Poland recently, about the history of Poland, uh, by James Mincher. It's just called Poland. And one thing that happened prior to the partition of Poland was that our nobles, right, the Polish nobles, I should say, were bought off by, by all the great powers, all the countries that were surrounding them. Now, at the time, that was uh, the Habsburgs in Austria, that was Germany, and, of course, the Russian Empire. They bought off the nobles because they didn't want any powerful Polish leaders to come up. And then they turned Poland into their own plaything. At the time, it was the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. And eventually, they came in and broke the entire thing up, subsumed it, and completely changed the map. Does that sound a little bit familiar to what's going on right now? When so many of our leaders and so many of their families are sold out to foreign countries, they're not putting their interests first. They're putting their financial interests first. Once again, thank you so much for supporting us, for supporting the show. But it's time now more than ever for you to be the influence agent. Make sure you're sharing this out with us. Just pick one normie friend today and say, hey, did you hear what was going on with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? Because Human Events Daily, this podcast, they are the only ones that are covering it day in, day out. Everyone else in the mainstream media, yeah, they might run a story on it here, run a story on it there. They're not giving it the coverage it is due. So just share that out with one normie friend a day. Leave us your five-star review and be the influence agent. Remember our motto to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Human Events Daily, the bluff, the bottom line up front. But before we go, of course, our famous moment of history. Today, in 1978, President Jimmy Carter sold out the people of Taiwan, the people of Hong Kong, and the freedom-loving people 
in China when he formally recognized the CCP as the leader of all of China. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay a short.